Before we get started in this week's episode, I want to remind you to head over to youtube.com slash egofitness or just type in Robert Ego Anthony on his search bar and hit subscribe. I give you a new independent wrestling style vlog every single Monday. And while you're here, hit subscribe on the podcast, Potting with Ego. It helps boost numbers and gets the pod out to a lot of people that might not know it's there. Finally, the sponsor of the With Ego series, it is Good Note Clothing. That is Good Note CO, all one word over on Instagram. Go to them for all of your custom tie-dye clothing needs from hoodies, shirts, shorts, long comfy pants, everything you need when you're traveling on the road or just cuddling up with your loved one on the couch. Myself, Joe, Chico, and a lot of AEW athletes all rock Good Note clothing as well as you should and use code EGO to save yourself 15%. Now, let's get into the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Anthony, you can just go fantastic in some circles, here with not Sabian, not Sabian from Blackout, not the man who, I can't even tell half the stories that I want to say about this, mm. we are here with Killadel's Finest, the Black G's, scream at me. How you doing, my friend? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You now tuned in to the definition of fly. El Dinero de la Iglesia. Mr. TV Ready himself. The church's money. Black G's. A man of a bunch of names. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this. I, I met you as Sabian. No, I, I wasn't Sabian. 100% you were Sabian. No, I, was, I, I think I was... I, the, do you know when I first met you? Nah, the yeah. First time? I, I think I was making the transition to the Black G's. So it was like the Black Jesus Sabian. Well, I'm still saving. What show were we on when I first met you? It was CZW. Nope. Are you serious? Yeah. Jersey All Pro. Nope. Are you serious? Yep. What show was it then? You, DJ, and a few others came to Joliet, IWA Mid-South. We met there? Yeah, I met you there. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs was on the show. I remember that. And I think Jimmy wrestled BJ Whitmer. And they didn't do well. And Jimmy tried to give his payday back to Ian. I watched that. He's like, I didn't do well. Here, take my money. And I was like, no, you take that fucking money. It sounds familiar. I don't remember meeting you there, though. I remember seeing you there. This was before you got on the Gizaz, Briza, Lizer. I don't know what the Gizaz is, (laughs) Ms. He was a little Sabian. Okay, so we're here with with, uh, the church's money. Yep. The Black G's. Uh, We're chilling at NWA. It's late as fuck. And we're at the hotel. And I wanted to tell a couple stories. Before we get to those stories, mm-hmm. we need to talk about where the hell you came from. Who did you train with? I know none of this. All right, cool. So uh, you want the long story or the short version? Whatever you want to tell. Whatever the good version is. All right, cool. So I got trained. First, all right, so first, um, I saw like there was a there was a column in the Daily News every Tuesday, right, about wrestling. So in the newspaper in the Daily News, yep, in Philadelphia, in Philly. Yeah. What year is this? Uh, this is, I can't remember. Well, I started training in October of 99, so it was was a long time ago. Okay. So I saw, um, matter of fact, before that, I went to this, 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 this spot down South Philly. It was a Soul City Wrestling ran by this dude named Hard Rock Hamilton. People from Philly knows who Hard Rock is. 
So I went there with my cousin, right? So when Hard Rock saw me and my cousin, he was like, yeah, I can definitely train you, talking about my cousin, because my cousin was a big guy. He's like, but you, I, there's not much I can do with you. Bro, you're you know? 120 pounds back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're too little. You know, you're not going to do anything. You're going to be a lawn dart. I can't do nothing with you. So I'm like, all right. So then uh, fast forward to- You just took that. You're like, all right, fine. You just disrespected me like that? You weren't hot? Yeah, I was definitely hot. <laughs> I was definitely hot. Well, I was like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So then um, I started, I went to- I, the, the column in the Daily News, um, there's had a school opening, um, and this cat named Damon Feldman was going to be running the school. Damon Feldman, he's a boxing promoter in the Philly area, yeah. uh, so he was he was having he had he was opening the school, so I went down there and first I was getting trained by um, Crash Crew and Sebastian Rose. Um, I know none of these names. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're cats from from my area. Yeah, right. So then. Um, Started training there, so then like uh, we were just getting trained at and on like a mat, on like a on, just like a like a gymnastics mat. That's it, right? Did they charge you? No, nah, we weren't getting charged. All right, I was saying if you were getting charged, or wrestling on the so floor. So then, um, like goddamn. So then, um, they they told us one day that we was gonna go to a real school. So this school was in uh was in Kensington area, right? Yeah. So uh, that, and that's where I met Joker. So we so we went there. Our class was usually like. Uh, once a week. It was every Sunday. Wrestling on the floor. Oh yeah, on the floor. Fuck. Yeah. So then, um, <laughs> so we went to this. So we went to this school down uh Kensington, and then um, I clicked with Joker and the other cats that were already there. None of the other guys liked it. You know what I mean? Because like um, you you had to listen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, so they pulled me aside. It was like, hey, uh, if you want to come down here and train every day, you can. Just don't tell them or you're going to get heat. I'm like, all right, sure. cool. So I would go down there every day. So we'd be training every day. So when I would go down there on the Sundays with with my class that I came with, whatever, they were wondering why I was getting more advanced than them. Yeah. And why, like, when we were getting taught things, the guys there were, like, um, demonstrating it on me. You know what yep. I'm saying? It, and it was because I was familiar with it already. So that was uh so that was the first time I caught heat, which was like a reoccurring thing. We're gonna talk about over the years, it. heat, heat, heat. So why? Okay, you came from South Philly, basically in the time where wrestling was hot out. Why didn't you go to like Monster Factory, Jersey, or did CCW have a school then? Um, why didn't you do any of those, the big ones? I think CCW, yeah, CCW had a school then, but I wasn't even. To be honest, I don't even know because like um. Like before I got in there, before I started wrestling, I never went to any indies. Like I didn't really, I never oh, went shit. to any. Okay. And another thing that's crazy is like I loved ECW, but I'd never been to an ECW show. And you live there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I lived there. I I'd never been to an ECW show. And um. Wow. And you like, missed out. Yeah, I definitely did. I mean, but of course, like I went back and watched all the stuff, you know. But, but yeah, that <laughs> that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. So when you got trained, mm -hmm. how did you? What was the first company you worked for? Big one, or not big one? Just anything. It was um, Damon Feldman. He had a he had a company. I can't remember the name of it, but um, the company that Damon ran. It was like all of us students that was getting trained at sure. his school, getting yeah, trained yeah. on the match, or whatever. And he he ran a, he had a company going, so all of us were just wrestling there. So um, I was just like wrestling for whatever you know whatever yeah. company at the time was running. You know what I mean? Just getting whatever ring time I could. And, and I mean, it took me a long time to start getting better because I was one of those greenhorns that I had a bad attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, 
I didn't want to listen. Like, I wanted to do things my way or whatever. So that's probably why I would always get heat or whatever. But, man, it took me a long time to develop, you know. Then where did you? how did you get to CCW? Um, so my buddy Jason. Because that's your first breakout place, right? Yeah, my first breakout place. You didn't place. do Jersey R Polo or, or nah, R Not Arpolo then. Or not not okay. then. So, yeah. um, so my so my so my guy Jason, he's from Vineland. Um, he I can't remember how we he we started going to CZW school in Jersey. I can't remember uh, how Jason got the contact with Zandig or whatever. I can't remember how, but it was me, Joker, Jason, my buddy Elvin. His name was Merck on the Indies, and a couple other cats. We started training there, and then. Um, they had a show in Vineland coming up, uh, so that was the first show that that we did. Um, most of the people that listen to this are, are only really familiar with me and Joker, so that those were the um, that was the first show that we did for CZW in Vineland. Um, it was called Jersey Reinvasion. This was in like September of uh, September of two thousand two, I think okay. it was. Um, so then. Um, shortly after that, that's when Joker went away to the, he went away to the military. He, um, he, he went overseas for the military. That was that soon? It was then. Because I remember Joker, uh, Eddie Kingston told the story. He goes, uh, he told Zandig he wanted a couple things. Number one, he wanted to wrestle Zandig before mm-hmm. he went overseas. Number two, he wanted to give Eddie Kingston a yep, job. That, that's true. That's what So that was. happened in 02. That happened in 02. So this like, is all before all the blackout shit. It was before the blackout stuff. Oh, so, no. So, um... Man, years. So yeah, so that, So when you got into CZW, you went to the school first. I went to the school, yeah. And so then they put you on the shows after that? Put us on the shows after that. So so it was that Jersey show and then I did I did another show the next month in Delaware. So then like I wasn't on any more CZW shows until like a year later. Why? Because um, you did the Delaware show? Nah, it was I nah, it was just I I, I don't know to be honest. 'Cause I was 'cause I was still you know, going down to the school to train, I don't know. Um, but but then, like, uh, a year passed and... Um, Maybe because uh, that roster was different, right? So, O2, <clears throat> that's Wife Beater. That's yeah. when they're bringing in Ju Kasai. That's when they're doing Sicknick Mondo. Trent Acid. And Maybe the roster was stacked and they just weren't giving students a shot at that spot. Because that happened in Chicago, too, a lot. It's possible. I don't really know why, but that's what happened, you know. You're just in the green cave, and they're just like, "Oh fuck it, we'll just let them train to the school and give them a chance yeah. whenever that happens." Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't mind it though because like I was, I was, you know, training and learning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't really a big deal. So then you went back like a year later, mm-hmm. and then when did you start catching fire? When did you start catching on? Like, um, all right, this is who I am, and this is who Sabian is, and doing all this shit because, I you got on my radar after the Cage of Death bump. Okay. All right. So it would have been um, when they put Blackout together, and like uh, they put Blackout, Blackout was hot. Yeah, Blackout was hot. Yeah. So, so I guess like once Blackout got put together, you know, we sort of started taking off. You know what I mean? Were you so, original? Who were the original? Ruckus? Uh, was it Ruckus, Robbie Romerino, and you? It was me, Ruckus, Joker, and Robbie Marino. Okay, so it was four of you. Yeah. Ruck is super fucking underrated. Very. Because he was he was running hot when you first got there. Because mm-hmm. he was on all those early shows at the firehouse and doing the fucking back handspring bullshit yep. thing on the floor. Uh, did you guys click when you first got there or you just 
what's up. No, we did click because um, so there we did an indie show. Um, where was this at, man? Um, I think it might have been in Delaware, where it was me, Joker, Ruckus, and Hurricane Kid. Uh, right, Hurricane so, Kid, I watched he, him and Buck and Ruckus. Had yeah, a lot of yeah. Matches. So, so at the time, jo- yep. Joker wasn't Joker. His name was Insayashi. Okay. Right? <laughs> so, so, so um that's that, that, yeah 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 so so um so that's where we met ruckus and uh like we had that four-way match obviously ruckus was the most um was the most advanced you yeah. know what i mean so it was a it was us four but ruckus stole the show because he was like overweight dude that did gymnastics yeah yeah it was fucking yeah. Hot. yeah but but we all clicked you know yeah. what i mean and then like like from the time that we met Ruckus, he was cool. You know what I'm saying? He was uh, he already had already started building his name. So you know how a lot of times guys that already sort of have a name, they sort of big league you. Yeah. Not him. He was cool. He he was he was real down to earth from the jump. So then when we did get in the CZW and they put Blackout together, who, yeah. Who came up with Blackout? Uh, it depends on who you ask. I mean. Ruckus and Robbie might say that they that they came up with it. Zandig might say that he did. I don't know, but um, I don't think Zandig's that in touch. I don't think so either. I would think that honestly, I would think that um, Ruckus came. Ruckus and Robbie came up to. with it and it was like, to. "Hey, why don't you do this?" Yeah. Because even before that, um, like so, like Robbie was a ring announcer. So then, yep. um, CZW put Ruckus and Robbie together. They they did like a couple like vignettes or whatever. So like the whole spin one of the the, sp- the whole Robin spin- Marino. For those of you who don't know, Robbie Marino is the announcer in the infamous Zandig Jesus promo. Yeah, yeah. He's like Zandig, what the fuck, Jesus? Yeah. That's Robbie Marino. That's that's where he started off with with that with that bullshit. Um, when 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 I was a fan of CZW, I learned of them through RF Video mm-hmm. and the. One of the first tapes I got from them was them at the firehouse with Jun Kasai and things like that. Yeah. And that's when I, like, that whole era of CCW I loved. The fucking, even though he's a goof, was a goof, a Z-Bar, fucking mm-hmm. Wife Beater, um, Sick Nick Mondo, like, all that shit was right up my alley. And you got there right when it was there, but then they, then you left, you came back, started Blackout, mm-hmm. and then Blackout was just, like, this other fucking great group in an era where groups were a thing, right? DX, fucking yeah. NWO, things like that. But this was different. Yeah, it was great. I fucking loved it. And it's crazy because before we even before we got put on CZW, it was like, man, we're at, we down here training at CZW school, and it was like, damn, it would yep. be it would be cool to get on CZW full time. It would be cool to you know what I'm saying get a push in CZW. It would be cool to. To um get on get in best of the best that type of stuff man yep. it's crazy it, it's just that it's like it's like confirmation of those things like whatever you put your mind to you can accomplish it man yep. it, it's it's so crazy so what year did you guys start running hot with blackout what um year was that? well they put us together in I think it was March of '04 I think it was okay so then like we started taking off sort of like right away you know what I mean yep. Cause like uh, once we got together, it got popular, and then they just started giving us stuff to do, and like all the stuff that we did, it, it just clicked. Did you guys ever leave CZW in the height of blackout and do other indies, or did you guys just stay in one spot? We pretty much stayed in one spot. You didn't and take like, it on the road. And at the time, like like Ruckus had the bigger name, so Ruckus could have went anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, we pretty much just we pretty much just stayed in CZW. Did you guys ever want to take it on the road? Uh, I'm trying to think, man. I mean. Because here's my perspective. When I, 
04 at mm -hmm. that time in my life, I was rolling with Cabana at this time. Right. And I was looking at punk and I was looking at Cabana and how they were wrestling everywhere mm -hmm. across America. And that was my influence of, I need to get out of Chicago. Yeah. And that was my mindset. It was like, all right, I need to get to Detroit. I need to get to Iowa. I need to get farther east. Uh, PWG wasn't a thing then, so I didn't really any, know anything out in California. Mm -hmm. uh, did you ever think, I got to get to Chicago? Because around 04, I didn't even mid-south is hot in Indiana. Did you have your eyes on that? Were you watching that? No, nah, I didn't. No? I didn't. Um, I, to be honest, I don't think I had like the the... I don't think my mind was moving that way yet. Wow. I was I was like my my big goal was CZW and once I got there, I didn't expand my brain to be like, damn, I could I could, you know, I could probably shine in other places. Yeah. I don't know if it was like lack of confidence or fear or whatever it was, but it it wasn't like that at all. And then also, um, a little bit of heat from Cage of Death, whatever year that was. From the bump. I think that no, this was um which one was this? Was uh, the K it was Cage of Death where it was me, Derek Frazier, Jimmy, and Jimmy Jacobs. I think it was just us three in the match. It might have been a fourth. I can't remember. Okay, this is Huss Jimmy Jacobs at the time. Yes, it's Huss Jimmy Jacobs. Yep. So what happened was, um, we're we're before the show. We know what the match is supposed to be. It's supposed to be me, Jimmy, and Derek. So Jimmy wasn't there yet. Jimmy got to the building a little late, right? So I'm green then, right? You know what I mean? So I'm paranoid. Like, we've all been there. <laughs> like, we have a match coming up. It's Cage of Death. You know what I'm saying? For me, at the time, CZW is my WrestleMania. Yep. That's my WrestleMania because I'm, I'm still green. I don't have all that much experience, right? So yep. if someone that's supposed to be in the match isn't there yet, I'm panicking. You know sure. what I'm saying? So when Jimmy got there, you know what I'm saying, like, I took it as him, big league, and me and Derek. But where was he? He just showed up late. Uh, he just showed up late, right? Yeah. But like Jimmy, Jimmy already had experience, so of course the experienced person, he's not going to be looking at, he's not going to be paranoid, right? Yeah. He's going to be calm. I'm green, so if we we coming up with ideas for the match, and he's sort of like not not paranoid like I am, I'm yeah. thinking like, what the, f you you know what I mean? Um, so uh. Me and Derek, we had a few ideas, right? And I'll, and I'll never forget, you know what I'm saying? I had said to him, I said, hey, we have a few ideas for the match. This is what we're thinking. I worded it to him that way, right? And, like, the ideas that I said that we came up with, he didn't want to do any of them, right? So I'm looking at it like, man, this is this is going to go, go bad, right? Because I'm, cause I'm shook. I'm green. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yep. um. So we go out there uh, during the match, um, and like on on Jimmy's entrance, this when he came out with uh, Becky Bayless, yep. right? So they're doing the entrance. She gets up on the apron, and then I get it in my head for whatever reason to go around the ring and grab Becky's ass. <laughs> <laughs> what? You didn't know about this? No. Are you serious? Yes. What? Yeah. So so at the time. <laughs> Yeah, so 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 I did that to piss him off, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. cause 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 again, man, I, yo, I'm gonna keep saying is this: I'm green, so I'm not thinking about wrestling etiquette, none of that. I'm still thinking like I'm still thinking West Philly. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like I'm still, I, <laughs> I'm I'm I, cause. 
Because like I said, man, I took it like he Bro, was, this is the most wildest fucking soul, by the way. This is the most wildest story. Yo, bro, I thought you knew about this. So. You said, <laughs> Jimmy Jacobs showed up late. I took it as disrespect. So I decided <laughs> to grab this this girl's ass in the ring entrance. So, 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 um, so I grab her ass, right? I palm her ass. So oh, then Jimmy, no. so Jimmy, Jimmy, right away, he slides out of the ring, comes up to me, and he slaps me, right? Okay. So then Bell I, didn't ring yet. Bell didn't ring yet. Oh, Match I didn't start. So Jimmy slaps this. me. I slap him back. Right? <laughs> so so then we go in the ring. We start we start doing we do the match, right? And wait uh, a minute, hold on. You're going too fast. You right. slap him back. Does he just back off? Nothing happened from there. So so he slaps me. I slapped him, right? So you guys, we, any words exchanged? No, no words were exchanged. We were just looking at each other, pissed off or whatever. I'm gonna find this DVD. Yeah, yeah, Go you ahead. can find. You could definitely find it on YouTube okay. or whatever. Go ahead. So we do the match, right? And then sure. Like, so everything's cool during the match. So you know the Tower of Doom spot? Yes. All right. So this was the spot. Um, I'm. I think Jimmy's on the top rope. No, 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 no. Derek is on the top rope. Um, I'm on Jimmy's shoulders, I think. So the spot, okay. the spot is I'm on Jimmy's shoulders, and like, I'm going like to, chicken fight shit. Yeah, and I'm gonna give Derek the suplex off the top rope. The okay. suplex, and then he does electric chair. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, we do that, right? And if you look, if you look at the video, like you can see Jimmy's like as we're bumping. Jimmy's sort of pushing my legs up oh, a little bit. So trying I can, to make you fall on your head. Yeah, so I can land on my neck, right? Oh, So no. we do the bump, right? But I didn't, I didn't fuck my neck up because, like, yeah. of course, like, Derek's arms yeah. are protecting my neck or whatever. So, yeah, that spot def- definitely did happen. So that was heat right there. So, um, so I had heat with um, – probably had heat with Ian. I had heat with a lot of people because of that. Because Why I'm, Ian? Because J- Jim, Jimmy was working for Ian, right? Yeah, yeah. But he so, saw it, so he saw you grab his ass. I guess I'm. And... I I just know that, bro. Like, I I had heat everywhere, bro. I felt like um, I felt like I couldn't get booked anywhere, and so, it was based on that because, like, look at it like this. Look at it from this perspective. Like, if you go to Philly to CZW, number one, CZW always sort of had like a bad reputation. Yep. So then, if you're Jimmy, who has more respect than I do, you know what I'm saying, around the Indies at the time. And he goes to different places, and let's say it's like, hey, how was CZW? And it could have been, hey, let me tell you about this green kid. You know what Grab I'm saying? Ass. You know what I mean? Were so, any words happened in that when you got to the back? I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember. I don't think any words were. I don't think any. I don't think so. But I do know we almost did get into a fight at CZW. CZW. Um, this was maybe months. You and Jimmy? Yeah, this was maybe months later, right? So, um. CZW did a show. I think this show was in Reading, man. This was a long time ago. So the match was me and me and Petey Williams okay. versus Jimmy and Sanjay, right? Yeah. So we have the match. We do the match or whatever, and um, match was fine or whatever. Uh, so then we go to the back, and... Me and Jimmy start arguing over something. I can't even remember this was so long ago, right? So he says something to me. I said something to him. And then um, that was it. And my mind remembers this happening. My mind remembers we, we, haven't, we had some words, right? And then it died down. And I just remember, yeah, dude, we can do that right now. 
and he comes charging over at me. And then of course oh, the boys, no. and of course the boys break it up. That's yeah. how my mind remembers it. It could have, it could have, it could have happened differently or whatever. But I don't know. But yeah, we had that argument in the locker room, um, and yeah, nothing happened. But 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 the thing was like, uh, <laughs> as we're having words, right? We're ha- so we're so look. I'm here. Joker's sort of here. Jimmy's over here. So as me and Jimmy are having words, right? Joker is sort of circling <laughs> around, oh, around this way. So like if things would have really popped off, you already you already yep. know what would have happened, right? So yeah, so man, like Bro, this is the thing missing from wrestling these days. Independent wrestling is people just fighting in the locker room and having yeah, issues. So, yeah, and it's like and um I think I, I've seen some great fights in the locker room. And I and yo, I think like uh from from the first thing that happened at Cage of Death, um uh um I remember there was a I think it might have been at the at the Reading show where like Mike Burns made made me and Jimmy shake hands or something like that. So this art this feud real life feud between you and Jimmy Jacobs went on forever. It went on for it went on for a bit. All because of the Becky Bailey. All thing? because of that, yeah. All because of that. Dude. And and you know what? I have an outside looking in part of it because when I first met you at Ian's, I remember you two talking because you got big then, and Jimmy saying, "Oh, saying like, oh yeah, you look good." So I didn't know any of that. Yeah. So I thought you guys were just friendly. Yeah, so like yeah, it's so wild. like time went on and it was like it was water under the bridge, you know what I mean? So That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh uh I wanna go back to the fights in independent wrestling because right, right, right. I saw some great ones. The best one I've ever seen in my life uh-huh. was uh Mustafa Ali Mustafa Ali and myself were at IW Mid South mm-hmm. talking to Pondo. We're just sitting in a chair talking to Pondo. Uh-huh. And we're talking about whatever, whatever. In insane lane walks in the in the locker room, and Pondo looks at us. He goes, "Hey boys, I'll be right back one second. Pondo gets up real calm, walks over to Insane Lane. Insane Lane puts his hand out like, "Hey Pondo, what's going on?" Pondo start beating the shit out of Insane Lane, <laughs> and and me and me and Mustafa Ali are like, "Oh man, what do we do?" Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "I ain't doing nothing," and I just watched it. Yeah. And there was other people in the locker room. No one stopped this fight, uh-huh. and I'm thinking to myself, "Man, why is no one stopping this fight?" Pondo's fucking going to town, going to town, going to town. So eventually, someone gets word to Ian. Ian comes in very slowly by mm-hmm. by man. He goes, all right, Pondo, he had enough. So Pondo calmly gets yeah. off of Insane Lane, and Ian helps up Insane Lane and walks him out the back door. Uh-huh. Pondo sits back down with me and Mustafa Ali, and he's like, all right, guys, what were we talking about? <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. What was they fighting about? So I go, I go, what the fuck, man? He goes, oh, man, he... he uh, Pondo was married at the time uh-huh. uh, to uh, this Asian lady named Mommy. Uh-huh. And um, he goes, uh, he was sending nudes to Mommy, so I made Ian book him so I could beat him up. Oh, shit. He's not on the show anymore, though. <laughs> so so uh, Insane Lane drove from, like, West Virginia or wherever the fuck he was from mm-hmm. to Joliet to get beat up by Pondo yeah. and to get no payday and no nothing on the show. And I was like, whoa, that's wild. And Insane Lane disappeared for a while. And then uh, I was there when Necro beat up Chris Hero. I heard about that. In Midlothian. I heard about that. Uh, beat him up at the merch table. I was there for that. Yo, the story I heard was um, that Necro walked up to him and said something like, 
you know what's coming or yep. you, you knew or you know you had this coming yep he gave him a warning he did not sucker punch him he's like you know this is going down right now and chris tried to talk his way out of it necker was not having it <laughs> and he fucking started whooping his ass at the merch table uh that was in midlothian in illinois Man. Uh, that was over a girl as well uh yeah. so all these fights Yours included mm-hmm. are over fucking girls. Yeah, but with you mine, yeah, but with mine though, it was just like just me being disrespectful though. You know, what you I mean? remind me so much of Joe Alonzo. Yeah, so much. Yeah, you know what? Joe goes from one point five to fucking twelve on anything. I can see that. I can see that. And but you—that's probably why I, I understand where he's coming from so much. Oh man, but you're not like him in the sense that Joe does things weirdly you're just like i'm just an angry dude and i'm just gonna do fucking whatever i want joe is like i'm a haha time kind of guy and he makes jokes that get his ass in tr- fucking gotcha, trouble gotcha. like uh uh you were just wild man some of the promos you cut on fans <laughs> uh uh i remember i remember when you guys did that tribute to eddie eddie guerrero and that fan went off and you guys were in the ring i thought oh, you guys yeah, were gonna yeah, whoop yeah. his ass yeah yeah Fucking, uh, and you guys kicked that guy on the show. You were just South Philly wild. Well, I'm from West Philly, bro. Whatever. Fucking, I met you in South Philly, but it is what it is. But you were fucking wild. Yeah. So, uh, when I met you the first time at Ian's, Mm -hmm. uh, I thought you were a cool dude. And then I went to uh, my first cage of death because of that show. So, DJ Hyde saw me, uh, and then he hit me up on MySpace. He's like, hey, do you want to do this? ladder match thing mm-hmm. at cage of death and i was like fucking absolutely so we go do that um i don't believe we talked much that day but when we came back in january and february um that's when i started talking to a lot of the fucking boys there yeah. uh, i want to know what was your impression of our van coming into your guys's home were you like these guys are trying to steal our spots like fuck off i never thought that i okay. never thought that there were there were people in the locker room that thought that because that was like the that was like the toxic mentality though yeah and i'm pretty sure it was, and i'm pretty sure it was like that in your area too oh that you, you know what i mean worse. that's like, why i wanted to know yeah i wanted to know what this philly guys thought of us outsiders coming in nah like, it, nah, it was spots. nah it was never that way for like for me for like Joker, you know what I'm saying? Like it was never that way. But again, man, like people people are just people are just toxic, man. Like a guy will come in and and be respectful and professional and just because you know what I mean, they might feel threatened. Yep. They start talking shit and, and you know what I'm saying? You know what? No, we're fast forwarding something because I actually do want to ask you a question. Because uh, when I got to CZW it was oh nine and by this time you already traveled, right? Is did you already go to like Rome and Fucking Ultimo Guerrero and all that shit. Or? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, so let's see. I want to know about that. How did you? What was your first overseas trip? Uh, it was uh, Italy with for CZW back in. I think man, it's it fucking GCW does that shit, but more people need to do that. Yeah, shit. I think it was two thousand four. It was me, Chris Cash, um, uh, me, Chris Cash, Nick Gage, and Robbie Marino. Did you guys get your flights paid for? Yeah. How did they happen? Uh, I don't know, but I think um, Zandy didn't come with. Zandy didn't come with us. I, I re- all right, so I remember, I remember I got a, a message from 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 Zandig. It was like, hey, it's John. I don't know if you're sleeping or not, but when you get a minute, uh, give me a call. So um, I remember I talked to him, and he was like, hey, uh, do you have a passport? I was like, nope. He's like, you need to get one. 
because uh, we have a, a Italy thing going on, going coming up, and I want you to be on it. I'm like, all right, cool. So I got my passport and uh, went to Italy. I think um, originally Ruckus was supposed to go, so that Ruckus and Chris Cash could, yeah. you know, have matches or whatever. But for whatever reason, Ruckus couldn't go, so I took Ruckus's place. And um, I think, I think Justice Payne was supposed to go instead of Nick. Okay. But something happened, and then um, Nick took his place. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? And then um, who is this for huh? in Italy? What company is this for? Uh, it wasn't just a only CW show, right? Because nah, you guys did like a stadium or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was a stadium, and Rikishi was there, so maybe that was when he was, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, um, getting connections over there. Because I, I remember him being there. I remember him being there, and um, uh. Uh, 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 M Dog Twenty, not M Dog Twenty. Um, another one of the Samoans. Um, Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo wasn't there. No, I thought you wrestled him there. I did. That was in '08 for when when it was Rikishi's thing. That oh, was that okay. was um. Uh, what was the name of that company? I can't remember the name of that company, but yeah, uh, you did so many fucking overseas yeah, trips. That, and uh, and for that company, that that's where I met. That's where I met uh, Chris Masters. Cause it was, it was like a, it was a lot of uh, ex WWE guys there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That was a real good experience. Um, M Dog was there. Pac was there. Um, so when you went there. back in '08, uh-huh. right, and you had all these overseas trips, did mm-hmm. you go to Japan before this or no? Not yet. I didn't go to Japan until 2011 or 2012. So let's backtrack mm-hmm. or just take this back. Now you're on top in CCW. Mm-hmm. Now you're traveling the world. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think about branching out in the United States or getting signed? It crossed my mind, but like you never I, tried hard. I, I didn't try hard enough. That that's that, that's the one. Yeah, that's the that's a, that's a that was regret. all of us on my mind. That, that's a regret that I have. Like um, I never tried. You know what I'm saying? I never tried. I don't know why. I, I don't know confidence. I don't know. I have no idea what it was. Or may, maybe it was arrogance. Maybe it was like. Maybe I had one of those mentalities like I'm in CCW, I'm whatever. Maybe I, I don't know, but I definitely should have tried harder. Who knows where I'd be right now? You know what I mean? But I never did. I never tried. <laughs> if you would have got signed when I got signed, it was a different era in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Your height would have been would have yep. fucked you over. Yep. It wouldn't have been as like uh, everyone wouldn't have been the same fucking height as they are now. You right. know what I'm saying? So that would have been fucking crazy because when I got signed in 06, it was land of the fucking giants. Yeah. That's when I met Tyrus there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so you start traveling the world. Mm-hmm. I meet you in 09 and our car, our Midwest car comes in pretty hot. And then DJ Hyde buys fucking CZW yep. for 50 grand. That's, I never knew the amount. I never, oh, you don't knew, know the story. I never knew the amount. So, uh, I was the last one to win best of the best under Zandig's watch. Mm-hmm. And Zand- there's a picture of me. On Zagdig's shoulders with Ryan McBride for some reason. <laughs> like, just on his shoulders. Uh, I remember the year that, that uh, Joker won and uh, Zandig got pissed at us and he left. Why? Okay, so Zandig pulled me aside and was like, hey, when, uh, when Joker wins, if the crowd pops, um, give him his moment. If they don't pop, jump him. Cause he always wanted, he always wanted like black out the few with each other yeah. for some reason. So um, I was like, okay. So we go in there, we're celebrating or whatever. So then I remember, like, I remember, um, I think Bryce was the referee, I yeah. think. 
I think uh, I remember sending a message to Bryce like, hey, Zandig said, ask, I, I explained it to him. If they pop, uh, celebrate. If they don't pop, you know, whatever. So then um, I asked Bill if he wants his moment or get jumped. So he was like, yeah, he wants his moment. All right, cool. So he had his moment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And keep in mind, when we went out there for the for for the um, post-match or whatever, Zandig was up up top where he, where he mm-hmm. used to always be watching that. So then after we got from the ring and we came to the back, Xandic was gone. He got pissed off. Because you didn't jump him. Because we didn't jump him. Was the crowd popping? The crowd the crowd was happy that Joker won. <laughs> okay, okay. And I think that uh Zandic held that grudge for a full year. Bro. Because Joker won in two thousand seven, right? I won in two thousand eight. Okay. So two thousand eight came, right? And like before the show came, I already knew that I was winning, right? I was already told I was winning, right? So when I came in that day, I found out that I was losing. I was losing in the finals to Lufisto. I was junior I was junior heavyweight champion. Yeah. You didn't know this story? No. Oh, okay. All right. So I come in, I find out I'm losing in the finals to Lufisto. So then right you after You think you're winning best of the best. Yeah, I think I'm okay, winning. Okay, I'm, I'm told that I'm winning, right? Sure. So um I'll tell you my best best story after this. So so I'm losing to Lufisto in the finals, right? And then immediately after that, Chuck Taylor is coming out to cash in on whatever nonsense they had. Okay. To beat me for the junior heavyweight title. Oh no! Yeah, that's what. I, yep, that's what I found it was going to be. All right. So this was like so. So that was the first time I played politics. You're getting double jobbed out. Exactly. So I was pissed off, right? Because I because I was a mark for best of the best. Yeah. So I remember I um I talked to I called Mike Burns and explained it to him. Right. Was Mike Burns booking? Mike Mike Burns. Mike Burns, had, Mike Burns had to be booking because okay. he got it switched. Mike Burns, the owner of Smart Mark Video. So Burns obviously talked to Zandig and then um, got it switched or whatever, right? So then, so, so Lufisto doesn't go over. Lufisto doesn't go Chuck over. Chuck Taylor doesn't cash in. I think Chuck Taylor still beat me for the I, title. I think we gotta go back. We gotta go back and watch. Yeah. But it ended up getting switched. I, I, um. I won the tournament. The over. trophy that was bigger than you. The trophy that was way bigger. Than me. <laughs> Do you still have that trophy? It's at my mom's. Somewhere. Dude, so is mine. Somewhere at my mom's. Yeah. <laughs> biggest. My, my biggest, dad's got it on display in his living room. Biggest fan, my mom. So um, I remember the the pre-show meeting. Zandig made sure to say, "Hey, and uh, another thing, you know, you know, wrestling is stage, you know." Uh, oh, he called I, you out. He called me out without oh, saying my name. He was, like, he was like, "Yeah, you know, don't worry about wins or losses. Don't be a mark. Only marks care about wins and losses." Were you sitting there like, "Fuck you, I'm winning this." Uh, yeah, I was sitting. I was. I, I, was, I just. I just sat there and took it because I was getting that best of the fe- best of the best trophy. Damn. So my best of the best experience was weird because. Uh, 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 we do Cage of Death. Our, me and Quick Carter Gray get over. Mm-hmm. Zandig says, hey, I want to bring you guys back in January. You and Quick Carter Gray. Mm-hmm. And Quick Carter Gray was one of those guys that was like ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. He could do a standing shooting star leg drop. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was the guy. Right. They were going to go with him hard. Yeah. And he was going to be junior champ. They were going to go for him. And then uh, we do our match in January great you guys can come back in february we come back in february and then quick carter gray has this like i'm gonna quit the business thing so he leaves yeah and it's only me at this time and when carter gray leaves egotisco pantasco got over right and um and then best of best starts rolling around mm-hmm. nobody ever told me i was winning okay and uh, who's booking at the time was it burns still he, no no maven and them okay so uh 
they're like, hey, you're gonna be a best of best. I'm like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. And I heard rumblings like, oh, maybe from Drake, maybe that might put you over, maybe that might put yeah, you yeah, over. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool, yeah, whatever. And for some reason, that month of best of the best, before we got to Philly, I was like, I'm winning this trophy. Yeah. Like I remember telling my mom, hey, I'm gonna come home with a fucking belt and a trophy t- tonight. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, all right, whatever. So I get to Philly. And uh, the run sheet didn't say who was going over, but I saw I was in the finals of Sam McCallahan, and I was like, I'm going over. Yeah. Nobody ever came up to me and uh-huh. told me any finish. When I met with Sammy, I'm like, and I basically was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do to go over. And Sammy was like, all right, cool. Oh, shit. Like, like nobody told me I was going so over. So he just let y'all decide. I, I guess that's what happened. But Maven did come up to me uh, in the morning. He's like, big night for you tonight. I'm like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I was like, because I'm going over. Mm-hmm. I was like, basically, I had my mind it's set crazy, up. Crazy, man. So, uh, so we go out there, first match, and and no, I never told the story before. Nobody knows this. Uh, first match, myself and Drew Blood, mm-hmm. and um, and we're wrestling, and for some reason, Drew Blood and I were like, "Yeah, I'll be on the outside, and you do a dive." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll just do a running acai moonsault." Wait a minute, is this the night when Drew yes. almost killed himself? Yes. So Drew had this in his mind <sighs> that he's gonna run. Jump backwards yep. over the top rope in Arabian moonsault onto me. And I'm like, all right, fuck, I'll be there. So I'm there, he Arabians, and it doesn't flip and it's short. And I reach to grab him. I don't make it. He falls fucking straight to the ground, hits the back of his head on the metal uh, side of the ring, and hits the ground. And I grab him mm-hmm. right away. I'm like, you're all right? He's not talking. Oh, and I'm like, man. yo, 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 you okay? And I lift my hand up after touching his head. Yeah. My hand is full of blood. His back of his head is bleeding. I'm like, this motherfucker is dead. Well, his name was Drew Blood. And he is out fucking cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no. Zandig comes out. Uh-huh. And he's like, hey, man, just just go to the back. It's all good. Uh, I was like, he's, he's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, like, it's not all good. So Doc comes out to get him. We end it. I go over uh-huh. uh, in that first round. A lot of people thought... That I wasn't supposed to go over, like a lot of the fans and shit back yeah, in the day. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, you can just go fantastic, go went over because Drew Blood got hurt." Little did know, I was still going over because I knew I was wrestling yeah, in the yeah, finals. Yeah, yeah. We come to the back, mm-hmm. and at this point, uh, I had a good relationship with Drew Blood. We're boys, yeah. Devin Moore. We're staying at Devin Moore's house, and, and those two are boys. And we're checking on him. He's fucked. And so then it's a three way: myself, Devin Moore, and and. Uh, uh, Joaquin Wild, who's DJZ. Yeah. And sorry to him, me and Devin Moore were not into that fucking that second match because we were worried about fucking uh, Drew. Worried about Drew, yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. did that match was kind of fucking whatever. Yeah. But uh and then Russell Sammy Callahan won the fucking belt. And then the next month I get jobbed out by DJ Hyde because <laughs> he bought the fucking company. Wait a minute, who did he job you out to? To him? To DJ Hyde. <laughs> oh, I jobbed Christ. out to DJ Hyde. And dropped the new horror title, which was the ultraviolet title, the very next month. Because this is when, uh, so go back to DJ Hyde by in CCW. Uh-huh. I'm I went under Zandig's watch. Pretty much the very next month, they put Zandig and all them in the Hall of Fame, and then DJ buys a company. And I talked to Mike Burns about what what's going on. He's like, yeah, uh, DJ's grandparents gave him a loan for fifty grand, and he gave Zandig fifty thousand dollars for fucking the CZW and everything right. Yo, that is crazy. I was like, damn, that's crazy. And then the card comes out next month. Yeah, it's you versus DJ Hyde. I'm like, damn, DJ Hyde's about to be junior fucking champ or something. And I went out there uh-huh. after my best of the best win and blah, blah, blah. And my next match was me jumping out to the Lariat. I was so <laughs> that's hot. That's crazy, man. But then they discontinued the 
the, the junior uh, title. No, not the junior title. The oh. uh, ultraviolet title, which was the new horror title, because Sam McCallan had had it. Yeah, didn't they discon- Didn't they change the name because somebody trademarked Iron Man type? That's what. I, that's I the story know. I always heard. I don't know, but all I know is I got fucking jobbed out by DJ after he bought the fucking company Man. for no goddamn reason. Man, see, and w- I didn't politic. I was never a politicker. I could have easily like talked to Burns of like, nah, fuck that. I don't want to do any of yeah, this. Yeah, you know what? I'm not a politicker either. But I, like I said, I was a mark for best of the best. So like that was yeah. the only time. I've ever played politics. Is that that's that's still considered playing politics, right? You you were losing, and you decided to say I'm not losing. You yeah, played politics. I played politics. Uh, but 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 if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have done it. I would have. You know what I'm saying? You're I lying. No, I'm dead serious. Because I'm no, I'm serious, bro. I just it, gave him a look. It's Lufisto, bro. Like if I knew then what I know now, I would have had to match with her. She would have beat me. Did because, she ever win best of best? I don't think so. That's but, your but, fucking fault. But the, yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> but the thing is, like, again, if I knew then what I know now, I would have the experience to know how to maneuver sure. and, and adapt. So yep. so if I would have lost to her, we, you know what I'm saying? We could have made a story out of it. Yep. It was crazy, bro. Like, I did a lot of, like, I did a lot of, uh, man, I, damn, I got to, now we, you're like my bartender now, bro. Cause <laughs> I'm thinking about the regrets I had, man. Cause I, I remember, I remember when uh, me and Joker left CZW to go to PWU. And then I fuck, came, dude. And, and then I, you, you knew about that, right? Yeah, Devin Moore told me he was making like eight hundred dollars a show. That's crazy, bro. Because um, we man, pro wrestling unplugged, right? Yep. yep. Me, me, and Joker, we were supposed to, we were supposed to jump to PWU. I think like maybe a couple months before we did. Run and, by Johnny Cashmere of the Backstreet yeah, Boys. And you remember when SEMA was first coming to America? Yep. And then it was like who? It, it was like whoever SEMA wrestled. On the American Indies, they would always get that tour to Dragon Gate or whatever. Okay. So PWU, we were supposed to leave to go to PWU. We were, me and Joker were supposed to wrestle SEMA and whoever his partner was, right? That was our biggest goal, to go to Japan, right? So so we were supposed to go there, wrestle them, and, you know, probably get that, you know what I'm saying? Probably yep. get to go to Japan. We didn't do it because we wanted to be loyal to CZW, Crazy, right? No, because PWU ended up becoming fucking dog shit. Did it any, did. Did anyone wrestle SEMA go to Japan from that? Um, and you still went to Japan. I don't... Yeah, I still went. But me and Joker wanted to go together, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I got a story about that, too. Um, but yeah, I think I think they ended up wrestling SAT, maybe? Well, those are fucking guys who chumped the fucking world, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Dude. Wow. Uh, you had a story about what? Going to Japan? Yeah, so... Um, How'd you get to Japan? Uh, under DJ's watch because like and fuck you DJ hold on time out DJ motherfucker you didn't let me go to Germany I don't think I could go to Germany and he never let me go to Japan oh, fuck man. you I call heat in Germany uh, we'll get through it because <laughs> I'm gonna I'm fucking talking about it I don't care uh, so uh, DJ gets you to Japan yeah so and I remember like this For was big Japan right big Japan so yeah. and I, I remember like maybe a couple years later um, Maven told me that uh, that I went to Big Japan because Adam Cole couldn't go. DJ didn't want me to go. He wanted to take Adam Cole. So since he couldn't go, I replaced him. That's what that's what Maven told me. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, Adam Cole, baby. Then it's crazy because like DJ would be the one to be like, yeah, man. It's great that you're going to you know you know how he he was yes, or whatever. It's, it's great. I'm look glad, in the air. Yeah, I'm glad you're going to Japan. I wanted you to go. Lies. I wanted you. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, come on, man. So like, who went on that like, first? I don't care if I'm a replacement. I still I wanted to go. Yeah. You know? Who went on that first trip? Uh, first trip it was uh me, Drake, and Danny Havoc, and did you guys DJ. Get, did you guys get in trouble? 
Huh? Did you get any trouble out there? No. <laughs> He's giving me such a look we can't tell this fucking story. No. Did you do death matches out there? Fuck no. Did you do any hardcore? I didn't do any hardcore. Did I? Did I? No, nah, I did no hardcore. So tell me this. You get to Big Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Japan is primary death match company. Right. Um, how, how was the experience? Because I personally, I just want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to the show, mm-hmm. right? Is there a run sheet? Is everything the same? Like the American, like American show? Like it's sort of the same. Like the, no. the fucking Black Jesus wrestling X Y wrestler on the wall. Did anyone talk to you? Was there no English at all? Like what was the deal? When all you right. Got so there? some of the guys speak a little bit of English. Sure. You know what I mean. And like as far as like putting matches together, it was it was it was easier than I thought to put matches together. Where no, I'm talking like, about if, the, the promoter. Like, how did you find out who you were wrestling? They just. Was well, there, was well, there a you, point to go to? Well, Yuki speaks English. Oh, she yes. speaks English. So if yeah, it was Yuki's ever, the then, rough. yeah, and then and then some of the some of the guys speak English. Like Winger spoke great English. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it wasn't it wasn't a language barrier at all. And like even if you put matches together, it's like if if you saying what you want to do and it's not understood, you you say the name of the American person that does it and it's already understood. So okay. it was pretty it was pretty simple. They uh, they pay you at the end of the night. No, just we like got, a, just like a regular show. Nah, we didn't get paid into the night. Um, I think it might have been like middle of the tour or at the end. No, it was at the end. I think it was at the end. Damn! So you had to bring your own money and shit. Yeah, maybe we got paid before that. I don't even remember. It was so long ago, but I don't remember being in a position of like, damn it, I don't have any money. And I think we did get paid at the end of the tour. I think what we did was we just um. Whatever American money we took over, we just got it um, converted. Converted. Did yeah. they take American money at the stores or no? I don't, I don't remember. Because when I went to Canada, I, don't remember. I went to Vancouver, uh-huh. and they would just take American money. Exchange pay you, for pay me. you back in Canadian, right? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it was like that in Japan. I don't remember. Uh, when you first went there, mm-hmm. what was like the first things you guys did? Like, I, I wanted. It's a bucket list of mine thing to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Never bend. You get off the plane, who picks you up? Like, what's the, like, what's that experience like? I mean, the experience. So when I got into wrestling, the only thing I ever wanted to do was wrestle in Japan Same. And, and wrestle at Corrigan Hall. Uh, as far as like what you just asked me, I don't remember who picked me up. You don't remember the, any of that. I don't remember any of that. Damn, I don't. Your memory is worse than mine. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember any of that. I just know that like I was just focused on wrestling in Corrigan Hall and signing that wall. That was it. I heard they painted over that wall. They painted over it That's since then. Yeah, yeah. But, Did you have uh, sponsors to take you guys out to dinner and all that kind of a shit? A couple of times, yeah. A couple of times. Fuck, dude. What was... You got to tell me. What was your guys' payday? Uh, per match? Or what did you get at the end of the tour? Fuck. Was it uh, worth it? It was worth it. Um, I think it was... I think it had to be a couple thousand, I think. So you made two grand for how long were you there? All right, so the first time I was there, I was there for... Six weeks, I think. Okay. And then the second time, I was there for two months. Two months? Yeah, I hated it. How much you get paid for two months? I don't remember, but I hated it. I hated it. And, like, from that and after that. Did you hate it because you just wanted to go home? I hated it. I hated it because I wanted to go home. I hated it because, like, me and Joker was supposed to be on that tour together. And DJ okay. And DJ fucked Joker over, right? So... Like I was like pissed off the whole time. I had I didn't. Wait, how did you? I, I wasn't having fun. I, how I was, did you go from a replacement for Adam Cole to go to the second time? Um, did Big Japan request you? I don't know. 
I don't know. I just know. I just know that I wanted to go back because I looked at it like, all right, cool. You go to Japan, and yeah, you accomplish that goal, but yeah. it could it could have been a fluke. Sure. If, if you go more than once, then then, you, then it's a thing. Then it's a thing. You know what I mean? So, so you're there. Joker's not there, and you're just like, fuck this. I want to go home. Yeah, I hated it. Um, I hated Were it. Were you by yourself? I was by myself, but um, I got to know um, Tommy and and, uh, and well, his partner. At that's the why. Time, that's why you hate it because you didn't go with Drake. You didn't go with fucking Danny Havoc. You just literally went there by yourself. Yeah, I mean, and I I got along with the boys over there, the the Japanese guys. I got along with them, but it's it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like you want to do these things with like your closest homies. You know what I'm saying? And like it was crazy. Like so, fucking DJ told me that um, that. Uh, Joker couldn't go because they needed to see more footage of him. That's what DJ told me. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, Joker is is Joker is 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 custom made for Big Japan more yep. than I am. He does what they do over there. I don't. You know what I'm saying? And I told DJ, I was like, yo, bro. I was like, I'll take a pay cut to if Joker can go. Like, yeah. what the fuck? And it didn't happen. It's crazy. Did they ever try to talk you into doing death matches out there? Nah, they never did. That's they, fucking crazy. They 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 never did. Yeah. The, my uh, so, uh, Danny Havoc told me the story, mm-hmm. and and I'll tell the story because I remember it pretty well. He said on your guys' first tour to Japan when it was you, him, and Drake, you guys went into this R and B bar, and and all these like signatures are like on the wall yeah. of like all these R and B people, and s- did somehow you convince them? Yeah, I could. That- I convinced them that uh, Patty LaBelle is my nephew, my, my my aunt, because they had uh, like they had all these signatures on the wall. Yeah. So then um, I was like, "Hey, Patty, Patty LaBelle is my aunt," and they was, they was like, "Huh?" They was like, "Really?" So then we just convinced them. I was like, "Yeah, my name Nell LaBelle." <laughs> no. <laughs> so we convinced this guy that uh, Patty LaBelle is my aunt. Man, he let me sign the wall. Sign the wall. Is Pel- <laughs> Danny Havoc told me it was like Nell LaBelle, yeah, Nell Love, Nell. Peace, and Soul, or some bullshit something, like something that. like that. Uh, dude, it's so crazy that you went for two months mm-hmm. and you were fucking miserable the whole time. I was miserable. Where'd you stay? Uh, at the dojo. That's even worse. I hated it. So man. it was just like a ring area, and was, then like upstairs it was like a cot or upstairs, something. Upstairs, upstairs it was rooms and shit. Like, and and it was crazy. Like, like I like I, yo, I hated it so much that like like every morning they would be in the dojo training. You know what I'm saying? And like me, lifting weights and wrestling, lifting like, weights and wrestling, yeah. stuff like that. Like I, I was just in the room. I was that miserable, bro. And like for somebody that was always a mark for Japanese wrestling, always wanted to go to Japan. I hated it, bro. Like. Like I, I like man. After that, I never want. I never wanted to go back to Japan. I want to go back now. Yeah. But like, um, like for years, bro. I was like, I was like, fuck this. I never want to go back. I hate it. You didn't even go out and explore and try to fucking see shit. Nope. Damn. Nope. I hated that it. Fucking I, terrible. I was counting the days, bro. I was counting the days, man. Like if um, if if Tommy if Tommy and his partner wasn't there, bro, I wouldn't. I I would. I probably would have. I probably would have snapped. They they were some cool dudes. We wrestled. We wrestled in uh Corrigan Hall. Did they stay as for that long as well? Yeah, they did. They did. And uh yeah, we had a really good match at Corrigan Hall. It was fun times with them. Aside from that, I hated it. <sighs> um God damn. Uh let's go back and bury DJ. So <laughs> uh because I, I wanna know this. When DJ bought CZW, Drake, Mox, uh Scotty Vortex, myself. Uh, we all knew that place was gonna be fucked. Mm-hmm. 
you being an original Zandig guy, what did you think when you bought it? I knew it was going to be fucked because I remember when DJ bought it, um, he asked me, I'm pretty sure he asked Devin, he asked, he asked a few of the guys, like, I have this now, what, what, what do I do? And I remember telling, I, rem- I, remember, I remember telling him, I was like, look, now's the chance to change how people feel about you, but do it the right way. Be professional. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't go around with the attitude like, like I'm the owner of CZW. Sure. If you do that, you're fucked. And he didn't listen. That's exactly what he did. Dude, he fucked everything up. He yep. sold all the video rights to the porn guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was bringing in fucking Gabe. Sapolsky man to, for like to have his ear DJ was doing stuff like um putting himself on like tours like when it was that the whole tour yeah when it was that. that whole like CZW Big Japan WXW Germany thing DJ would put himself on these on these shows when he wasn't wanted like I remember this email that that he sent I think it was to the Germany guys and like um I was in the email stream you know what yeah. I'm saying so like obviously he didn't know he probably dumbass probably just thought he was sending. It. <laughs> I remember him saying something something and he was like he was confirming with them that he's paying for his own flight and I'm like wow that's crazy, like DJ the boss paying no. paying for his own flight. I'm like bro. I remember a couple times I told DJ I was like look you're the boss now, like play the boss. You send your guys over there so that we, you send your guys over there and we do good. If you come over there, the boss comes over there, then it's a big thing. Yeah, he didn't yeah, want to yeah. listen, bro. He, he just, just wanted to be American girl. Yep, yep. He just wanted, he, man. He's God, and he and 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 like it, for the longest time at, at, around that time at CZW, toxic environment, bro. Like I was, I was there, and like it, for a long time, I didn't trust anybody there, bro. I didn't like at CZW. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. trust guys there. When we went to Germany, I was probably at my most angry. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it, it was wow when we went to Germany, bro. It, it was crazy. WXW. Yeah, it was. That crazy. was the trip I was supposed to go. I was very upset. I didn't and get like, to go. and 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 like, um, long story short, bro. Like, like the problem in CZW wasn't the boys. It was always DJ because DJ would say, like, for example, like, um, d- like let's say it's me and you. DJ mm-hmm. would say, hey, man, Rob was talking shit about you. He did. He, no, I'm not saying he did that, not, but that's what he would do. That's what he would do. He, like, yo, he would be like, because he, cause he wanted guys to fucking have heat with each other. I don't know why he's a dumbass. Like, he would say, yeah, yeah, Rob was talking shit about you. Then he'll go to you. Yeah, Nell was talking shit about you. He did shit like that, bro. He did shit like that. I didn't know that at all. It, it was it was ridiculous. The, when, when, C, when DJ bought it, I... I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, the one thing he did do good, and I had his back for a very long time, was when Scotty Vortex fucked his, they, they gave him the wrong pane of glass, mm-hmm. right? So in Deathmatch Wrestling, there's a certain pane of glass that you use. It breaks off in the pebbles. Mm-hmm. A normal fucking window breaks off in the giant shards. And Scotty Vortex and Drake are doing Tangle Web. Uh, they give them the wrong pane of glass. Scotty Portex fucks the tendon up in his finger. He's got to get surgery. He's off for like three months. Yeah. And DJ paid him at, for three months every show that he would have been on. So yeah. he would have been on all of the shows. So he would give Drake Scotty's payday at the end of the night, even though mm-hmm. Scotty didn't go. Mm-hmm. And then Drake would give him to him when he got home. And I thought that was a class move. Yeah. And uh, even though we were clowning on him, I was like, all right, DJ's got his shit in order. He's taking care of Scotty. But then... He didn't do the right thing where he needed to take a back seat as a promoter or as a wrestler mm-hmm. to be a fucking promoter. Yep. Because 
uh, it just doesn't work when you're booking yourself. Right. At all. And then he started making all those bad fucking business decisions, yeah. bringing in Gabe Sapolsky. And I remember saying, get them the fuck out of here. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't need to fucking be here. We got this for you. Yep. Uh, we're, we're starting to make a buzz. People are paying attention. Yeah. Like, that whole roster was fucking killing it at the time. Yeah. And he's looking at, like, oh, we need we need Gabe. We need Gabe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to let Mike Burns have the book. I'm going to do him. let him do this. Uh, he was just making all these fucking terrible decisions, man. And, like, the worst thing he did was sign the rights, the video rights, away to that porn guy. Yeah. So, like... I think I, I could be wrong about this. DJ doesn't even own CZW anymore. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. By the time that he uh, sold stuff to the porn guy, I was already gone. Yeah, same. Uh, from what I know, the porn guy, this porn guy, he dealt with uh, Paul Heyman in in ECW. Steve Carroll. Yeah, and he got ECW shit mm-hmm. and. DJ's dealing with that guy as well. Now he has CZW shit. Yeah, I know Steve. I know Steve Carroll. And I know him. He um, we we did uh uh these pay per views. It was um I think it was called Urban Wrestling Federation. He was the uh, he was the owner of that. That's where I, that that's how I know him. Um, he was he uh, man he was a uh, he was another character, bro. Uh, spoiler, and I'm gonna tell this on here, and it'll probably get fucking buzz. Uh, Mox told me. He goes, I'm thinking about buying CZW. Mm-hmm. And I go, what? Recently? Mm-hmm. A couple years ago. Or Maybe a year and a half oh, ago. Okay. year and a half ago. Maybe two years. And I go, I go, what? I go, why? He goes, think about it. He goes, we buy C- I buy CZW. We run, what, three shows a year. Mm-hmm. We get, Our big show is fucking Cage of Death. He goes, I'll get you to run this and this person, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I go, I go, it's. Uh, I go, it's not worth it anymore. I go, DJ sold the rights. You have no tape library. Right. So even all that great footage in the early 2000s, things like that, somebody mm-hmm. else owns it. So right. what are you going to buy? We already know that DJ's 50 grand or more in the hole, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to buy three letters and a title belt, but you get none of the footage that you could do anything with. And I talked him out of it. I was like, don't fucking buy it. Yeah. And I was like, because number one, my he's going to want to break somewhat even and you're not going to pay fucking 50 grand for three letters and a fucking belt. That makes no fucking sense. And if you start doing good, let's say that formula works the three shows a year mm-hmm. and they're fucking hot shows and he gets all his, all the AEW guys on it, top deathmatch guys on it. Then the guy that owns the porn thing is just going to fucking sell the footage to whatever distributor, distributor, distribution and make more money because everyone's like, oh, Moxley runs CZW. Here's a CZW DVD. You yeah. get no money off of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're better off just running fucking John Moxley, Ultra Violent, fucking wrestling. Yeah. Like, much. There, there's no fucking point in it. And uh, I remember some people told me I was nuts. Like, you're an asshole. Like, you should have let him buy it. It would have been great. I was like, that's a business decision. It's fucking terrible. Like, the worst. What do you think? Yeah, I think it would have been a bad move. It's it's a bad move business wise. They they still run now sometimes. But he doesn't own anything. It's crazy, man. Like I I heard some crazy shit where like uh DJ can't do certain things cuz this guy owns so much of it. And DJ already sold the fucking original belts to some dude in Canada. He sold the original CCW heavyweight man, championship, he, the tag he, belts and the wire belts to some he dude was, in Canada. He was he was the biggest cancer of that company, man. Like 
He's a horrible person. I'm mad that he sold that shit. I'm so mad that he sold the belt. Because I'm a belt mark. So, like, I'm mad that he sold it to some dude. He sold the history for, what, maybe five grand? Maybe Probably. ten grand? Probably. Who knows? And you know what's crazy, man? Like, it's crazy that, like, there's um, there's still some kids out there that, that look forward to wrestling at CZW. I can't wait to go to CZW. I don't think that's true. I, it is. I see it. I see it on Twitter, bro. And I and and I'm like, man, like, and part of me is like, man, I was that kid years ago. Different time, of course, but I'm like, I was that kid. But 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 then at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, man, like, why? I, you know? I think GCW took over the that they did that thing for they it, did. right? So GCW is basically czw uh and fucking czw is running out of a fucking shed yeah like they're doing shows you told me the other today they were doing shows i have no clue they're not on my radar yeah they do shows at uh because i like i'll see this stuff on twitter um like they do shows at their school in jersey and then at uh some some spot in maryland how many students they got i have no idea and who's training them um Let's see. Deshaun Pratt trains them on some days. Um, the Rep trains some days. Okay. Gabby Gilbert trains some days. Gabby Gilbert. Yeah. The um, what was her wrestling name? Gabby Gilbert. Was it Gabby Gilbert? It was Gabby Gilbert. It was Roxy Cotton. Roxy Cotton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I got um, a story. I don't know if I can tell a story. Um. I can't tell the story. I think, I think Michelle's I, listening. Michelle, it's not a story with me. It's Scotty Vortex. <laughs> I can't oh, tell the story. Man, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I can't. You know the story. I know the story. <laughs> I know the story. No. Oh my god. Double header. Bro, we can't get into half the shit that we fucking. Oh my god. It was two shows that day, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I know the story. Ooh, damn. All right. So, fuck. Man, there's so many stories that that we know that we can't tell. Yeah, I wish yeah, we could. It's bad. It's bad news. Fucking bears. The thing is, man, I still enjoy wrestling. So if I tell like a lot of these stories, there's no way I'll be able to do it anymore. I'll be gone. Oh man. Oh, dude, my mind is just all over the fucking place now. So I'm just I'm I'm losing I'm losing tr- train of fucking thought. So, uh, yeah, CZW shit, fucking, you bounced around, mm-hmm. and then what year did you go to, because I want to cover this too, because I, I do want to talk about it, because it hasn't been talked about a lot. How did the TNA shit come up for you? Um, how did that come up? Um, so... Because I want to talk about that and the name change. Got you, and got like you. all that fucking shit. All right, cool. So, um... Uh, they started running uh, these shows, these uh, extreme rising shows. Yep. And at one of the shows, uh, Al Snow was there. Um, I met Al Snow uh, in England like some years back, and uh, had a pretty cool, pretty cool relationship or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So Al was at one of those extreme rising shows, and I talked to him, and he was like, "Hey." Um, they're gonna start focusing on X division. Send me your stuff. Wow. So I sent it to him, and then I got booked. Right. So uh, went in, 
Um, the first couple times was really cool, man. Is, is this Florida? Yes, yeah, it's Florida. Yeah. So, uh, um, first time I was there, I wrestled uh, Scorpio Sky. Are you still Black Cheese? Nah, nah. I they was, changed it right away. I was Rashad Cameron. So, like, everybody had to change their name. So, I was Rashad so Cameron. So, you walk in day one. Did you know they were going to change your name that day? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, it, to- it was told of us. So, like, we had to come up with some names um, for them to use. And uh, I had a bunch of them. And then um, they were like, yeah, we're going to use that one. So, I was Rashad Cameron. Scorpio Sky was, uh, I think, Mason Andrews. Yeah. That fucking name is Mason yeah, Andrews. Yeah, J- Jigsaw was Rubik's. Did you still wear the mask? I remember when he yeah, was fucking yeah, he yeah, still, yeah, he still, yeah. he still, he still wore the mask. So, um, did that. They just wanted to own that shit. That's uh, like that weird power control. Yeah, thing. yeah. But like, if you get over and we don't sign you, right, you right. can't fucking do anything outside of it with that fucking right, TNA right, right. name. Yeah, so that's yeah. bullshit. So yeah, so then, so yeah, did like handful of TNA, and then like, man, I thought, I thought I was going to like get signed or at least you were never signed that whole time. time. I was never signed. Damn. Man, so then like uh when it didn't happen, man, I was I was crushed. How I long was, were you there? Um how many tapings did you do? Like or did you do months or just like a week or what? Nah, it was like I think I was there maybe I was there a handful of times. Um, but yeah, I thought I was gonna get signed. And then like some of the guys they were bring back a lot and they wouldn't weren't they weren't bringing me back and I was like, Man, I was bitter about it, I was heartbroken, all of that, man. I was down. Cause I, cause, cause, cause I was like, man. Did they give you a reason? Never gave me a reason, and all of the feedback that I always got was always positive. It was never, it was never. Well, why did you do that? It was never. Well, you need to work on this. It was never any of that. It was always positive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But man, like, and 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 that and at that time, that was around a time where, like, like I said, like I wasn't feeling CZW. I wasn't trusting. You know what I'm saying? Like I just wanted to get out of there. So then, so in my brain, getting in TNA at the time, yeah. that was like, yeah, now I got, I don't have to deal with the CZW nonsense anymore. Now I get the last lap. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was that. That's where my mindset was at. I don't understand that about TNA because if you're over mm-hmm. doing good shit, because you do that top rope fucking dive, mm-hmm. you had a great look because you 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 had your hair going crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why they wouldn't go with you. I don't know. And you, you know what's crazy? Because Did you ever ask later on down the road? I never got any answers. I never got any answers. And, um, I mean, I was told, like, once I started at NWA that uh, that someone was, like, trying to get them to sign me. And then uh, they just weren't listening. We can say names on here, right? Yeah. Like, Pat was telling me that, like, um, he wanted TNA to sign me at the time. But they So you guys had this talk when you were in NWA? Yeah, my first, my first time my first time at NWA. You just brought it up? You're like, hey, why the fuck didn't they sign me nah, at Nah, I didn't. Um, we were just talking, and, like, it, like he was happy that I was there. Yeah. I was happy to be to be here. And he was like, he was like yeah, man. He's like, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted TNA to sign you back then. But they weren't listening. You know what I mean? So, so like when I when when I met him when I met him there at TNA, it was like we clicked right away. Like yeah. he was always good to me. So I I don't know, man. It was always positive. I remember I remember um, I think I asked him one time at TNA. I was like, hey, um, have you are they what's the feedback on me? Sure. And he was like very positive. So I I never I never had any any reason to think that I wouldn't get signed or anything. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand it. When uh, when Billy Corgan bought into TNA, mm-hmm. 
I asked him, I was like, I want to go. Mm -hmm. And he goes, let me get in. Let me get things situated. Let me figure it out. And he got Josephus because it was me, Bray, Jay Bradley, Josephus, mm -hmm. Marche Rocket. We were all a part of this independent wrestling group where Billy came in. At, at, right. That's how we met Billy. Right. Right. And uh, in Chicago, he was a part of this indie thing and he was checking it out, trying to get us get a deal. And that fell through. But we all made that connection. Right. So then when Billy gets to TNA, mm -hmm. I ask him, I go, hey, man, I want to go. I really want to go. He's like, let me get in. Let me figure it out first. I'm like, okay, great. Mm -hmm. So um, right off the bat, uh, this other guy that was with us who doesn't wrestle anymore and Josephus have a match on, on like TV. And I was like, what? I was like, damn. Okay. And then Marche gets in. Mm -hmm. Marche signs. Right. And then Jay Bradley gets in as um, – uh, Billy's bodyguard. Was it a? Was it like a um, per appearance signing? I don't know. The, it... I don't know the, okay. the, the okay. thing of deal. But Marche signs. They uh -huh. made they gave him a graphic and everything. Marche signs. Jay Bradley, I think he signs too because he's a part of Billy's like bodyguard thing. Right. Whatever. I'm supposed to be next. Mm -hmm. uh, just to get in. Just to get a look. Right. And then the relationship breaks down between Billy and TNA. Oh, and then he man. goes. He goes. Uh, you don't, he's like, things are real bad. Mm. He's like, I have no power anymore. Mm. And I was like, fuck, what? And I didn't understand that. And the reason why I'm telling the story is because like, when you said Pat, Simon Diamond was trying to get them to sign you, they just weren't listening. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense because you're doing well, blah, blah, blah. But it kind of makes sense in that TNA mentality because Billy bought in right he's one of the heads and now he can't get people signed anymore right like he can't get anyone to even a fucking dark match yeah so tna was just a fucking stupid beast when i um when i right before i signed my wwe contract mm -hmm. um uh i had a fucking red rooster Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor, yeah. Terry Taylor was uh working with this guy Ed Schumann mm -hmm. who was on the board of director for NWA back in the day and Taylor Taylor was looking at me for TNA at around that time. And he's like, I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to bring you in. Kind of like what you did. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, I'm fucking ready to go. This yeah. is like oh, 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 end of 05. And I'm like, I'm ready to go. I had the WWE trial. I signed a WWE deal. And I do my last couple of indies before I go. And Terry sees me with Ed Schumann at one of the indies. And he goes, you're a TNA trader. Because I signed the WWE deal. Oh, wow. Because he told me he was going to bring me in. Yeah. He's like... You, you're a TNA trader. I'm like, fucking what? Yeah. He's like, I was going to bring you in. You could have signed with TNA. I go, I was fucking, I signed a deal already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't give no fucks. Yeah, yeah. So I look at him, I go, motherfucker, you've been telling me that for four months. <laughs> it's like, what do you want me to do? Sit on my goddamn ass? Yeah. I was like, I'm going to fucking WWE Developmental. He like looked at me, I was stunned. He's like, wow, it's like that? I'm like, it's absolutely like that. Yeah, you yeah. walked up to me out of nowhere told me I'm a fucking traitor and I could have did X, Y, Z. I'm like, you're just fucking saying that shit. Yeah. I was like, uh, I got big with him because I got hot at this point because like you, mm -hmm. at that time, I was a fucking hothead. Yeah. And I thought it was untouchable because I already just, I signed the deal already. Yeah. I sent it back FedEx. And I, I fucking told him off. I was like, no, fuck you, dude. I was like, you're lying. I was like, and that's what you do. You go to these shows and you lie to these fucking kids. And he got all mad at me and we had the little argument that I left. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when he was at TNA, I, I remember sending stuff to him one time. He he actually did respond, too, 
which is crazy because you know like we'll send we'll send emails to yeah. people and they don't respond he actually did respond he was like uh you're talented and you can work we just don't have any spots Never probably true that. yeah yeah probably but true but, but, but the thing it. is but the thing is we respect stuff like that whereas yep. there'll be other guys in that position where they're where 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 they can help people you know what i mean but they ignore them you know what i'm saying and yeah. I, I hate that you in that position for a reason you can help further people's careers if you don't have interests tell them tell them what they need to work on that's the only way that people are going to get better but when you're in that position and you abuse it and you don't respond I, man that 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 burns me up bro so you bounce around mm -hmm. and let's take it to today's fucking thing how the fuck do you get in nwa um so how did that happen so uh so homicide, homicide was a big part of it. Like, what were you doing before in anyway, Just local East Coast Indies? Yeah, I was just doing Indies and, yeah. and like were you slowing down at all. Did you ever think about hanging it up? I did. I thought about it because things weren't happening. And then like what made me not want to stop is like I know maybe not so much anymore, but I knew that there's people in the game that don't like me, that never wanted me sure. to succeed, that never wanted me in companies because they they feel threatened. You know what I mean? That that was the the negatives is what kept me going. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And like when the pandemic happened, I didn't miss actually wrestling. The only thing I missed was promos and stuff like that, pissing people off. You know what I'm saying? Having segments in, in on the indies, whatever. Having segments in the ring where it's me, somebody else, and the mic, and I know I can slaughter them. Yep. That's the only thing that I missed, right? So, um. Once Homicide got into the agent role, like like Homicide always looked out for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Always. Um, so he was like, uh, he was like, hey, he wanted me to start coming to train with him. You know what I'm saying? To get me back in in in, in ring in ring shape or whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? And he was like, he's going to pitch me to NWA. Um, so I started training with him, and then that's when I that's when I started getting my fire back. That then that's when. I really wanted to stay with wrestling. And I wanted to like actually like really like do something. You know what I'm saying? What was Homicide's pitch to NWA? Just bring him in and look at him? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I that's a damn. You know what? I, that was a question I never asked. I never asked him how did how did it, I never asked him. But I do know that he was like, yeah, Pat Kenny is going to he's going to contact you. So then like um, sure enough, he contacted me, gave me the dates, asked me if I'm interested. And I'm like hell yeah. So then um, did they give you? any idea what they wanted you to do because you're a manager basically right you don't bump. right right which is the greatest fucking job in the world even though you hate it right i don't hate it i just like there's times Lots where there's times where i, I want to wrestle more but then yeah. but then when i go out there and i cut them promos sure and you know what i'm saying i'm a fashionable dude i love yeah i'm saying i'm a fly <laughs> dude so i go out there with that shit on and cut and, and talk my shit i love it you know what i'm saying so um when i got here pat was like um pat was like uh like of course like you know, Pat wanted me here or whatever, and then he was yeah. like, he sent a promo of mine to Billy, and like Billy loved it and was like, get him here. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's really cool. I don't know which promo it was, but you know, they obviously like my talking, which is why I'm in the role that I'm in. Did you know? did things change back East Coast when you got up here? People were like, oh shit. Yeah, like slowly. Jesus and fucking NWA. Yes, yeah, so, and that's how it is. Like toxic indie mind state. So it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. When you like any other time, it's like it's like man, fuck that dude. You know what I'm saying? We don't want him around. But then when all of a sudden, when you're doing something, then it's like, hey brother, 
can you help me out? It's hey, 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 oh, hey, man. hey, brother, hey, brother. And then you can be, you can, you, you know what I'm saying? You can be the asshole, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you can just, you know what I'm saying? Just not be the asshole. I choose to not be the asshole because like succeeding is that, that's the best, that's the best payback. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, even with like people that I know don't like me, that don't care for me, you know what I'm saying? I just be, um, I just be professional with them. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, I'm winning now. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's a good feeling. You know what I'm saying? And like, and the other cool thing is like, I never had to change how I go about doing things. Whereas like, you remember back in the day, the thing was you had to work for Ring of Honor or you had to work for Gabe to get to places, right? Guys would like pretty much like, like kiss ass just to go that route, just to get on. And I always wanted to be like, nah, there's more ways to do it. You don't have to go that route. It's people that were in my circle was like, if you're not doing it this way, you're not going to make it. I'm like, oh, for real? You know what I'm saying? So then when I got here, I made sure that, like, I was talking to them. I was like, um, hey, man, I guess uh, doing things my way worked, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a little petty. You know what I mean? But, 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 bro, I'm winning now. And then, like, being here opened my eyes to, like, um, wanting to do more. Like, before, I only wanted to in front of the camera like just performing yep. i never wanted anything to do with like being an agent or a coach or any of that now yeah. i do because like like um like i said like i frown on people that have that position of power to help people succeed now i want to you know what i'm saying further myself to get in that position to help people you know so what that's saying? the next step then. that's the next step next step is agenting anywhere coach. though yeah aw here WWE, <laughs> whatever yeah yeah, or, or it, Any, anywhere to be in a position of power to help people succeed because there's a lot of talent out there that all they need is opportunity and they and they're not getting and, and the communication isn't happening to help them get to where they want to be. So they're sitting there doing, feeling like, man, what am I doing wrong? I'm reaching out to these places, but they're not getting back to me. I yep. want to be the guy to like, hey, I got your email. This is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is yeah. this is what you should work on. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or, yeah, we like it. You know what I'm saying? Just be that person to help them. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember the people that helped me, and I also remember the people that were assholes. And I'm never going to be that asshole. I'm going to be the guy to help people. You know, mm-hmm. you have to. Uh, we have the same mindset. We think a lot alike. Mm-hmm. And then when I started running shows in Chicago, I made sure I was the one that if someone sent me something, I would reply. Mm-hmm. Even if it was, hey, man, I'm super fucking busy. I will watch this. Yeah. Give me some time or whatever like that because you hate being left right. on that kind of thing. And I turn into love. Same with you. I love to be in that position to give people an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I gave a lot of guys their first match mm-hmm. and first paydays in wrestling. Yeah. And I, I think agenting, when you get as old as us, like that's the next step. Yeah. To stay relevant. Not relevant, but like stay in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Like you got to do something and that's like the best fucking part. Yeah, and it's crazy because like yeah, even before NWA, yeah, I've been on the indies for years and yeah, I've done some cool stuff and I could have been doing stuff like being a trainer and, and yeah, all of yeah. that, but in my crazy brain, I never felt comfortable doing that because like I never had that run with a company that has a TV presence. So why would they I always look at it like why would they listen to me? Yep. You know what I'm saying? But now like my eyes are open to that, you know what I'm saying, and and you know people see the the company that you're associated with, and now they're now they're more they're more like open to like learning from you and stuff like that. Like 
Like I'm doing seminars now and I'm loving it because I remember you telling me that because I'm focusing on and I didn't want to do it before for that reason because I didn't feel comfortable. Now I'm comfortable with doing it and I focus on the things that that aren't focused on like character and promos and your basics. Whereas like you can you can get a better reaction from the audience um, by doing um, character stuff, talking, then focusing on a whole bunch of moves. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. little things. That's what works. And I, I'm a promo guy, so I definitely focus on the promos, man, because that's a dying art. You keep sending me promos of you murdering someone, by the way. Uh, do you post those on, on Twitter? I do. Okay, so uh, go uh, as we wrap this up, what's your Twitter? Uh, G's215. I have to... F- do you know it's so hard for me to find your Twitter, by the way? Why? I Because I always type in like... Black uh, G's. B- yeah. You always type B-L-A-C-K too, don't you? <laughs> no, stop. I can't edit anything out. No, no. No, I'm just, no, I'm just saying because I spell... <laughs> no, because I spell it B-L-K. I know. And like, yo, like, and like, even like on indies, man, some people still like spell it wrong. And like, like, and, 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 and little bit, hey, do you have a promo picture... For advertisement. I'm like, I sure do. I stay with those, man. Oh, man. And I'll send it, and they send, like, an old one. Oh, stop. <sighs> so, uh, uh, G's, what is it, 2? G's 215. Come on, how long you know me, man? Come G's on. 215, and he's posting vo- promo videos of him ki- murdering someone, but basically. Allegedly. Allegedly waterboarding someone. I remember the first time you sent me, the bro, like, it's a series. What it's was a your, series of promos, and it's just this guy getting tortured and all these. What series. was your thoughts when you first saw it? I was like, "What the fuck? What is going on here?" Like, I, I think I replied like, "Are you are you killing that guy?" <laughs> I was like, "Cause that's the cause that's the fun shit, man." Like, yeah, we yeah we in this um we in this. Like, Bro, you show up with a gun. Uh, you're waterboarding <laughs> this dude. You're wearing a ski mask. It's all red. You show up in your car. Uh, go G's two one five two one five. I've wanted, yeah, G's too much, bro. I've, the only thing I ever oh, wanted to do God. is be a pro wrestler and an actor. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's definitely just, active just the there, best bro. of both worlds, man. So five black G's on the on the Twitters. Uh, this hour and a half conversation of us half burying DJ Hyde and half <laughs> finding your company. Uh, we didn't even get hat get to half of the uh, stories. We, we can't tell them. We can't tell them. Uh, I had a good time. So, uh, what's the last things you want to plug? NWA yourself. Yeah, what do you, what do you yeah. Want to do? Uh, DMs you... are open. They book you. Yeah, definitely. Send them back to Japan. Man. Definitely, definitely. New Japan, please. Um, yeah, uh, hit me up. G's two one five on Twitter, Instagram. Um, all my social media is G's two one five. Email the Black G's at gmail dot com. That's B L K J E E Z at gmail dot com. Said you spell B. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I definitely, you know, because 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 you know, um, there's nothing that I can't do, you know. Um, I believe it. So I'm and, and I'm winning. It's a, it's a good space to be in, man. You know. And watch Black G's on Sports Idol Man Management. Come on, brother. What is it called? Idol Mania Sports Idol- Management in conjunction with Church's Money Enterprises. Church's Money Enterprises. We can show you. And we can tell you. Not me. Over on NWA. All right, everyone. You have a good rest of your Friday. Yeah, yeah.